there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of T for C. Are you interested in breaking into public relations or strategic communications and advocacy? What about crisis communications? Then this is the episode for you because my next guest is a partner at GMMB, one of the leading mission-focused progressive advertising and public relations agencies here in the U.S., But before I introduce you to Susan Feeney, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you a one-stop shop place to find out more about the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. And it is super easy to do. You just head over to the Time for Coffee website at Time the number four, coffee.org. And the sign-up box is right there. Now, my strategic communications cappuccino lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Susan Feeney, a partner at GMMB, and she also co-leads the agency's Seattle office overseeing an innovative team supporting a diverse roster of national, Bay Area, and global clients. Her primary focus is on strategic communications and advocacy around education here and overseas, ed tech, known as educational technology, public policy, public health, and enhancing the quality of life in the Intermountain West. Some of Susan's biggest clients include the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, LOR or Lore Foundation, Omidyar Network, National Academy Foundation, the IIE Institute of International Education, the Startup Handshake, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the CDC. Susan is a storyteller a writer and expert in public positioning, advocacy, leveraging digital content, media relations, and public speaking training. She joined GMMB in 2009 after an award-winning career in journalism that included nearly a decade as a senior editor of NPR's All Things Considered and Morning Edition and many years covering the White House and national politics. Susan, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I so am. Thank you for having me. It's just a delight to talk with you. Well, likewise, and as you and I were chatting, you're on the West Coast. You're in Seattle. It is coming up on 8.15 in the morning, but you've been up since what time? Oh, I've been up since five. We have an especially busy week that has been 6 a.m. starts. So let me say one thing. I get to live in this beautiful place. I'm looking at Elliott Bay right now. But sometimes that means up and early with East Coast Action. My firm is based there and so are some of my clients. Mm. It's a good trade-off. Well, I am glad to know that I wasn't the one who got you up extra early today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Susan, let's dive into our 10 espresso shots questions to help our young listeners learn how to break into the field of 
strategic communications, and public relations. So what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into your field? Be an intern, be an intern, be an intern. You can come to this a lot of different ways. I came to it through journalism. But if you're smarter than me and you know right away that you want to do this, you could intern at your mayor's office in communication. You could intern at another agency. There are so many ways to learn the fundamentals of communications, especially digital communications, because that's where we're all headed. Terrific. Now, why do you say if they're smarter than you? Because I I also (laughs) think you're being incredibly modest. Having a background as a pound in the pavement journalist who covered local national politics for newspapers and then went to work for the top national public radio station out there, NPR, you have a few things that you're bringing to the game too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I wouldn't have taken any other career path because I had the ability to do other things I loved, right? And so I am kind of joking about it. But there is a way to do this career directly. I came sort of the indirect but delightful route. But you can go jump right in if you're sure you know this is what you want to do. Gotcha. Okay. So what is a useful skill or skills? And if I may, I'd like to say both hard skill and soft skill that you look for, Susan, in the young people that you hire? Well, the through line is we no longer hire people who aren't digital, digital naturally, digital in their work, because that's where we're going. But the most important thing to me is someone's ability to write and to communicate. That's the hard skill. And believe it or not, the world is full of not really fantastic writers who need you to help them communicate. So that's a bottom line skill for when we're looking at hiring. The soft skill is you need to be able to communicate. And you got to like people because this is all about client services and helping people communicate better. And you got to be a people person or at least professionally a people person. I have uh, staff that are introverts, but they bring it and do what they need to do for work. It's fascinating. Absolutely. And I'm guessing having a high EQ or emotional intelligence level is, is a benefit. Certainly, absolutely helps because you, every client is different, every challenge is different, and you're trying to help them think through problems. Really, we're problem solvers. Mm. It's not, yeah, it's not that fancy. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of the meat and potatoes piece of it. So, what about life experiences, Susan? What, in your experience, are the kinds of real life experiences outside the classroom that are most useful for someone who's starting out in this field? I think people who have had a taste of this work just start with a leg up. And like, as I mentioned, you can do that through internships. You can also do it through volunteering. I've hired some people who volunteered and helped do digital communications for their local Habitat for Humanity or a cause or something that was not a paying job, but gave them a sense of how to help provide really good strategic guidance, uh, different ways to communicate digitally, media relations, and they did it on a volunteer basis. Yeah, that's great. Especially in this season, we're in a political season right now. Mm -hmm. And so there are all kinds of campaigns. You don't even have to be thinking presidential where you could get that kind of opportunity right out of the gate, get that digital hands-on experience. 
Yeah, absolutely. In fact, GMB, we do both political advertising, communication strategy, and philanthropic and cause based work. And I have some amazing staffers who are fluid or who came through the political side. If you can do a campaign of any heft and speed, it serves you really well for client services because you're fast, think on your feet, smart, right? You have to learn to react and to think. So that is quite good practice. Terrific. What about someone's major, Susan? Is it a deciding factor to get into this line of work? In other words, if they haven't studied public relations, digital media, all of the above, is it a deal breaker? No, no. I almost don't care what someone's major is. Let's see. People who work for me now, I have international relations majors, women's studies. I have a math major. People major in all kinds of things. It's about learning, right? Learn about the world, learn about how things work. But then they found ways to use that and apply it in the way that they find themselves in communications can be different, right? I have an urban planning major. Here's a really good example. She's fantastic on our work, but that's her background because she understands, right? Cities, how things work, systems, policy. So you can bring all kinds of backgrounds to it. You just sort of learn how to deploy it in a way of writing and communications and digital. The one that surprises me is the math major. (laughs) She was a mathlete. Are you kidding? She's a great math brain. But here's what I would say. That might be a little bit of a sad story. She went into math. She thought it was a good idea. STEM is amazing. She didn't really love it. And she's a beautiful writer and just has all sorts of other skills. So she's thinking, oh, maybe I should have done that STEM thing. But no, she loves what she does. You know, I have to say, I love that example because, and we'll probably get into this in our main time for coffee interview, check show notes to see if that episode has already dropped. But what I was going to say is we evolve and change. Think about it. When you start college, you're 18 years old. Some people are 17, some are 19, but you may not pick the right major. And you, you may might just actually, change your mind, you right? But you want to do mind. something different. Exactly. Yeah, we should- We can talk about that in a big way, but I think careers now happen in chapters and that you just can't know. The world changes too fast. Careers are changing. The planet is changing. Pick the thing that works for you and then you can keep adjusting it as you go along. A hundred percent. But I love the fact that she was a math major, happened to also be a strong writer and Mm -hmm. was able to make that pivot. And the pivot may go the other direction as well. So- Thank you for raising that. Sure. What about a grad school degree? And this is less so for the entry-level positions, maybe more so for somebody who wants to get into the C-suite of a GMMB or run a GMMB. Here's what I would say. I would say that you don't need it, but some people on our staff have chosen to do it to build out specialties. For example, if you're very passionate and interested in sustainability, you might decide to get a graduate degree in that and make your communications about that. So we have some areas of specialty. You mentioned education. For us, climate is a specialty. Global health and development is a specialty. And knowing that subject matter, that's an interesting approach to communications. You know, I don't think you need a business degree even to run GMMB. Our CFO would not agree with that. But most of the partners don't. Uh, I don't think it's a requirement. I think if it's your passion, you should go ahead and do it. Fantastic. 
So Susan, what is the part of your current job as a partner and the co-lead of GMMB's Seattle office that is the best part for you? I think the best part of every day is working with really amazing, committed people. And those are the people who choose to be at GMMB. People come to our firm because they want to make a difference. It's our slogan, like making real and lasting change in the world. But also think of the clients. Like I feel so fortunate to work with foundations, philanthropists who are working hard every day to make a real difference. I feel really lucky to be able to help do that. I have to say that for me, was also an amazing part of spending a couple of years in your line of work because it resonated with the former journalist in me, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You're waking up every day feeling like the work that you're doing is going to have potentially a positive impact on the world. Yeah. As I I joke sometimes that I, you know, my transition was as an NPR editor to communications, like honorable people do public relations, advertising, communications that we do for floor wax, but I don't want to, right? I know people do it. There's nothing wrong with it, but I didn't want to. It would be too big a leap for me. I hear you. And it goes even more than the floor wax to representing some of the authoritarian governments out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. No, Absolutely. No, no. So every job has aspects of it that suck. What is the part of your current job, Susan, other than waking up at five o'clock in the morning that sucks the most? Okay. I don't mind getting up early, so I'm not putting that in the it sucks list. Okay. I would say the thing that can suck is when you work in an agency, you are supporting a number of different clients. And generally, that juggling act goes along, you know, all the balls are in the air. And sometimes they all bonk you on the head at the same time. And there's nothing to do but to try to dig out and get more people to help. And sometimes it just all comes at you at once. That's not my favorite part. I do not dispute that at all. I'm curious, do you have to log your hours? Yeah, we do. Well, we're in a a billable situation. That's a big change from journalism. Mm. And that's a big change for young people who have a, it just, you have to get in the habit of doing it. We have to know. So let's say on a given day, which I know we're going to talk about later, I am helping any number of clients. Well, how do we know how to bill them if we don't fairly a portion what I do to given clients. So it's a matter of fairness and uh, it keeps the company afloat. That for me was the part that sucked the most. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Susan, I understand. (laughs) What is the best career advice you've ever gotten? Uh, Let's see. The best career advice I've ever gotten. Uh, I think... It was a piece of wisdom from my first boss at NPR. We'll talk about this in another context where I really royally screwed something up. And she calmly sat there and said to me, well, let's not do that again and asked what we learned from it. And so I try to do that as a manager. I try to do that with other people to always think about what are you learning along the way and apply it. And it also is a gift to say not everybody and everything is perfect. Mm, Fantastic. And what I especially like about that is that she very mindfully asked you to reflect 
in the moment so that that could imprint. Oh, yeah. She made me a better manager for the rest of my career. Terrific. Two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or books do you think, Susan, accurately depict your profession? (laughs) I'm thinking about that. Okay, Scandal doesn't, right? (laughs) I can say... Uh, let me think. Oh, when I was a journalist, I thought it was broadcast news. I'd have been accused of being Holly Hunter in that movie because yes, I would buy every newspaper in the box and I would tell the cab driver how to drive. I didn't do schedule crying time though. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that, Andrea. What better depicts now? We need like the crazy communications, busy consultant that's helping philanthropists. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a show we're going to have to do or a podcast or something. I think it would be so interesting if they did, like a reality <laughs> show behind the scenes. <laughs> to help give your money away. I'm right. so excited. Yeah. So People fine. always tell me that I will have this amazing book because I am fortunate to work with some terrific clients. And the answer is, no, I won't. You know, like Pete Buttigieg, I've signed many, many non-disclosure agreements. So maybe in way, way retrospect, I'll be able to talk about it more. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession? Uh, How much fun it is. I really think it's a blast. I have a really high bar for fun and interesting, right? Having come from being a political reporter and editor at NPR, where the whole world is incorporated into your job. And this one is that way too. So I think that it's really fun almost every day. Some days it's just turns out it's work, but mostly I think it's really fun. Awesome. Well, no better note on which to end than that. Susan, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. For our listeners, check out show notes to see if Susan's main T4C episode has already dropped in which we get into what she does now at GMMB and how she built her incredible career. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.